Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Ryan's Reality Podcast. Today, I am not alone once more. I have finally got my co-host back, McKay Lou. McKay, how are you doing after uh, two, these two weeks of a mission at summer camp? Uh, you know, it's it's going. It's going. Still keeping up with the episodes, though. Oh yeah, absolutely. All right, sweet. Well, let's uh let's get your thoughts on these last couple episodes. So really the. The bit, the major points, uh, all involve uh, Polly, especially uh, uh, him and Polly, Polly and Natalie getting thrown into the elimination against Cam and Kaylee. Ultimately, they lost, but there was a bit of controversy around that. But uh, what were your thoughts on that whole situation as a whole? Um, I don't know. Uh, hold on a second. Oh, okay, sorry. Um, so I read somewhere online that um, during the elimination with Polly and Natalie versus Cam and um, Kaylee. Polly asked the producers beforehand yep. we were going to have the same um, resistance or whatever. Yep. And then the producers like, yeah, totally. But they totally ended up like double banding Polly and giving him a significant disadvantage. So I thought that played a really funny part in um, their Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And uh, some very astute viewers, as I kind of pointed out a couple episodes ago, they captured an overhead view of when on TV, when uh, Cam and Polly both had their, uh, their bands extended and, Polly had his band fully extended and it was like still a couple good feet short of uh the cage where Natalie was. And then on the other side you see that Cam when she's all the way at Kaylee, she still has quite a bit of slack left to give and regardless of resistance, even even then Cam still has a good bit of extra rope in order to get where she needs to be. Yeah, um I don't know, I guess they were trying to play up the um I guess battle the battle the sexes thing, but um to do that they actually had to play pretty fair but i don't know what they're going for this season um i did think that was a that would have been a i don't think that would have been a fair elimination if they played it straight out in the middle like that though so yeah um, no i definitely I trying to do but i also feel like they're kind of screwing Polly over yeah the, I, I agree with that i think they definitely had to make some sort of an equalizer or else you're right Polly and natalie probably would have just dominated them but the way they went about it, I mean, obviously it wasn't good. They just made it far too difficult on Polly. Probably the right way to go about that was to do it based on weight was the resistance bands. And if they did it like that, I think it would have been very close. And I still think there's a good chance that Polly and Natalie would have lost because Polly and Natalie were still struggling with that puzzle. And I think they still might have had an uphill battle. But I don't know. Hopefully the producers learn from that uh, little mistake I think they made and that they'll make these uh, these head-to-head challenges between uh, teams of the opposite sex a bit more fair. Yeah, I definitely agree with you with the Polly and Natalie thing. Um, I feel like their showings of the challenge haven't been as strong as people would hope or like expected. Because if you remember last season, she was always in top, but that's only because she was always on the yeah. winning team. And so. she also was also in with Bananas, as we see Angela now kind of taking that position head on. And we'll uh, touch on Bananas and Natalie's relationship further on, especially uh, where uh, Natalie's viewed now. But uh, yeah, so after we get this elimination... Uh, Polly and Natalie, they end up going to the redemption house and for what bad luck they had, uh, from this last elimination with these, with this resistance band, they definitely, uh, make it back up with, uh, with the double cross, end up pulling the double cross that allows them to, uh, pick who they get to face off, uh, in a return challenge to who goes back into the house. Yeah. Any, uh, um, no point did I ever think that they would choose Jenna and Jemmy or, um, Bill, Brittany and Chuck because, yeah. They have their big brother ties with them, so I, exactly. I saw that from a mile away. So unfortunately, yeah. yeah, and unfortunately, the way the lines pr- 
crossed out. Like either way, like whatever team got the double cross, they were always going to choose the other team that was from the shame show. Like it was Jenny and Gemma. They were probably still going to pick Chuck and Brittany, despite the fact that they might've been a little tougher to beat. And that, and the moment, Polly Natalie pulled the double cross. I think everyone knew what the outcome was, and literally, we didn't. They didn't even need to delay it because we knew it was going to happen. What did you think about um, Chuck's comments, though? Like he didn't like Zach, and he didn't like um, he didn't like Zach and uh, Brad, and that he claims that's the reason why he sent them home. Uh, you wait. Chuck said that, or Polly said that? No, Polly said that. Paul Polly was like, "Okay, you I said Chuck. I got gotcha. you." this dude that's why i'm gonna i can't send you guys home so i'm gonna send your girls home instead no i think that was ruthless and i think if if anyone was was thinking about whether polly was gonna be a big character in the future seasons i think this all but confirmed that polly is definitely gonna be a a character that's gonna be returning for for the next seasons on end yeah uh i i could see it i think he's definitely coming back especially with uh, his relationship with Kara in the real world still going on i definitely think we're gonna see quite a bit more of Polly califiori and even probably some more big brother teams based off how some of these big brother teams have really given uh the producers some drama and actually added a lot of of like drama to the challenge as a whole yeah absolutely um low-key i'm actually a big fan of davon now uh, you are Wow, you made a whole turn on her. That's crazy. I, I, I didn't have a full turn on her. I was just she was just like there before, but now I'm like I'm kind of rooting for her. Like, well, she wasn't even technically there. <laughs> her and Jose feel like an underdog team to me. Definitely, everyone, everyone loves a good underdog team to cheer for. Yeah, and to be and I'll, yeah, we'll touch on this later. But I fully expected when I heard this was a purse challenge, I was like ninety percent sure that it was going to be those two that were gonna be the ones that were going to go right back to the redemption house and uh that didn't happen but after seeing the episode and seeing ct's mind games i thought that was a very decent shot of happening yeah i i was very impressed with the performance and i mean they didn't do great they only got one rope but you know what they didn't go home exactly and everyone's always like i think everyone was like um like jose doesn't even know how to swim like but like you know those are the people you got to watch out for because when you don't have in one area you can make up in another area. That's true. Uh, and let's just kind of touch on about the uh, the return challenge between uh, Br- uh, between Jose and Devon and then Polly and Natalie because ultimately it comes down to a battle between the women. Which of these two girls is able to get their hammers out the quickest so that they can break the ice? Uh, and to my surprise, Devon was able to outgun and had more strength to beat Natalie. Yeah, absolutely. Um as we all know now, Natalie doesn't do well under pressure. That's her third elimination loss already. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. Apparently, Paul, uh, definitely, Natalie's gonna have to work on the, those eliminations a bit. I didn't know she was gonna fold under the pressure like she did, but no. Uh, and to my surprise, Paulie is being very supportive as a teammate and not taking it out on Natalie, which is probably a, a big shock to all of us. Oh, absolutely! Like the way that you see him playing, like that hothead. Like you just expect it, like, like yeah, one, to break like, out at her, to bust out like at her. Functional like team basically, but they've actually been working pretty well. He's been really supportive and like, I don't know, I, I feel like he's playing up his facade, to like the house, but like to Natalie, like you can tell like he's trying to be a different person. Yeah, uh, and then ultimately after this elimination, uh, right before Polly and Natalie are heading right back to the elimination house. Polly uh, attempts to uh, throw a bit of a grenade at uh, Brad and tells him that uh, in the Redemption House, 
that he saw Chuck and Brittany hooking up with each other. And you can tell right away that Brad is just shook by this. He doesn't know if it's true, but he's just shaken by when he hears this. Based on what you did see on the footage that they gave us from the Redemption House, and based on what we know and what we saw, do you think Brittany actually did share on Brad and they didn't just and they just didn't catch on camera? No, I definitely don't. I personally, I don't believe they they did. I think, uh, I think Jenna and Jemmy would have already spilled the tea if that was actually a thing. But the fact that they kind of just rat like kind of messed with them and poked poked at them, I don't I don't think they actually uh Brittany and Chuck actually hooked up. I don't think they de- did that. Despite all the the tension ev- between them, the evidence and tension of like something going on between them, though. I definitely think there was a bit of a flirtation between the two, and I think that was a risky thing on its own. But do I think they hooked up? No. Could I be wrong? Of course. But personally, I don't believe they did. Do you? Um, I don't know. That cliffhanger at the end of uh, at the end of I think it was this episode, the most recent episode, saw Brad getting a Facetime call from Brittany, and then it literally just cuts off. So I don't know. I have. A feeling that she probably did like even brad believes that she did so when the guy has a feeling that like something's wrong like there's probably gonna be something wrong and it's not gonna end well either way yep and uh i'll kind of just touch on the spoiler from the real world world so if any of you uh that happen to be listening are very spoiler averse and you don't want to know what's happened after the show i'll just give you like a little 10 seconds to uh to go off and uh, fast forward through this but yeah, let's just touch on it because apparently, as a very recent, Brad and Brittany are no longer together. Uh, Brad comes up with a public statement saying, "Like, yeah, her and I are still friends, but we're we decided it's best for her and I to not be together." Friends with benefits? No, no friends with benefits. Because the reasoning is that one, uh, Brad still has to tie up some ends because you know he's a divorced man. He's He's trying to work things out with his wife, which that's another thing there with the Twitter beef that those two have. But no, they decide ultimately to uh, to not to not be with each other. And uh, yeah, apparently a good part of that reasoning is because of all that happened on TV. And that kind of shook Brad a bit, even after seeing it all play out. I could see them being a pair together on like if they do a battle with X's three or something like that. Oh, yeah, that's probably you're probably right. Or no, bat- is it no? It's four at this. It would be. Is it four? Battle the X's three. We don't three. have X's. Sure. Yeah, you're right. Three. Sorry. There's been so many of these things. But yeah, yeah. no. I think I think that's definitely a chance. I definitely could see, like a uh, like a Brad and um, Brad and Brittany. You could see like a Johnny Bananas and or a Natalie. You could totally see a Brad and Tori. Imagine that. Bring an ex couple. There are no. There are no way. I think. They tried to do that with Danny and Melinda. There's no way they're going to be able to do it this time either. I think they really want it, but I don't think it's going to happen. They were able to get them together and battle the season. Yeah, but but that's true. But that's also because they were with their real world Austin teammates. I don't think there's any way that those two, like that, a divorced couple is going to be willing to be be a team by themselves on on a challenge. Who knows? We'll see. I mean, that'd be very entertaining. I don't think there's a chance it's going to happen. Plus, I know Tori would worry about who's going to take care of the kids and whatnot. But, hey, if, if they do it, I'd be down to see it. I'd watch it. Got any other thoughts on that? Um, No. I just, I don't know. I would love to see Tori make a comeback. It's been, what, uh, 12 seasons now? 
Yeah. Because she won on Cutthroat. I don't know if you remember this, but she was trying to make up a rumor that she was pregnant so that she wouldn't have to go to elimination. So I just think that's ironic and just funny thing back at that. No, I would love to see her. Like I said, I love seeing the old school cast members on. I think they had a good bit of nostalgia for people that have been watching a while. And I think they're always just good characters. But yeah, I'm down. But anyways, so uh, let's get into the uh, let's get into the most recent episode uh, after all that sort of drama. So we get back to the main house. Jose and Devon are finally in the main house. They're kind of just checking it out. And they decide they're going to keep all the information about what really happened to the Redemption House to themselves. Yeah, I think that's uh, a good sneaky tactic to use. And maybe just try to use that what they know already like to their advantage and like maybe make it a little further in the game you know yeah i mean they gotta pull out all the stops they have because they're rookies they don't really have a lot of allies that are going to be willing to work with them they're probably still considered like the best layup team in the house if you think about it perhaps but i think the fact that angela's gone so close to johnny i think there's a chance that angela and faith might take that spot over them and i think uh, with the little alliance that Faith tried to form with Jose and Devon, I, I think it's ultimately going to foreshadow an event where uh, Angel and Faith are going to have to cut them or Jose and Devon are going to have to cut them. I think ultimately that's an alliance that just isn't going to be able to last. We'll see. We will see. But anyways, uh, after like I said, we get back to the main house. We see uh, Brad and Kyle just really fired up after this elimination. You can tell they're just both done with Polly and if Polly has any chance of returning, you know they're going to send him right back out the door. Do you think if um, they were to be stuck in the Redemption House with him, would they? Do you think there would be an altercation that happens that sends him home? No, I, uh, I don't think Kyle and Brad would cause it. I think Kyle and Brad are smart enough to know that they shouldn't be doing that because they know that they'll get kicked right out, especially after seeing uh, Kayla and Melissa getting kicked out earlier this season. And I would like to think Polly is smart enough to know not to do it as well, but. You know, Brad, it's definitely possible because it's a small house that the Redemption House is. But Brad does have a history of getting into fights, remember, back on the ruins. I know, but that's like so long ago. I, I think he would have matured. He's like much older, and I think he would be much smart enough not to do that as of now. Well, I don't know. I just just have some feelings. We will see what happens. All right, so what's next to, uh, to talk about? Uh... All right, let's let's talk on. Let's start, I guess, talk, touching upon the big uh, CT and Veronica storyline. So we get this big storyline where CT, where everyone's working out, uh, everyone's trying to get, be in the best shape they can to do well in these challenges, and CT is desperately urging and pleading, basically pleading to Veronica, like, "Hey, you should go work out so we can do well in these challenges." But Veronica's like, "Eh, I'm gonna have some wine today. I'll I'll do it tomorrow." And you can, and this just like gets under CT's skin because. He just takes this show so seriously, and to have a partner for once that's not able to pull their weight is just absolutely killing him. Yeah, CC also has a good record of having good partners, but also like doing the game great at the game like individually too. So, yeah. I I could see how he could be like very upset of having Veronica as a partner, but Veronica's also OG like like him. But I guess her tactics or like her. Her way of playing the game has gone down, basically. Yeah. yeah and you can tell that he's kind of regretting calling her weak and uh, dirty 30. But this is who he's going to have to... she huh? kind of is. I mean, no, I agree. I think she definitely needs to prove herself. And, like, I think kind of what goes back to, like, chance versus pros. Like, when you 
even if you're a winner of the game, like after a certain amount of time, you kind of lose that winner card you have. Yeah. And that's why they sent her in. But no, I think uh, Veronica is still yet to prove herself if she wants to uh, get back in the good graces of some of these uh, challenge veterans. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So uh, also during this big workout sequence, we kind of see Brad uh, focus, still kind of thinking about the Brittany and Chuck situation. Uh, Jose is kind of trying to uh, to foster the flames. He's trying to. He's not directly saying that Brittany and Chuck hooked up, but basically the sort of stuff he saw kind of led him to believe that, despite the fact that he pr- is pretty sure they didn't hook up. That's why I have. That's why I have like this kind of feeling, just this weird feeling that maybe something did happen, and that's why Jose is trying to use that to his advantage, maybe. You know what I mean? I mean that's Played definitely possible, but I, but I think that that's one thing that these Big Brother con, uh sort of contestants are going to be good at doing is that Big Brother is much more of a of a of a mind game. Like it's about spreading rumors, because uh, that's how you get in and out of ch- uh, sticky situations is by spreading false information, and that's definitely what these uh, Big Brother contestants have done gone so far. And I, personally, I think they're just trying to to spread faulty information so that uh, the targets are put on someone else. That's true, I guess. All right. Uh, so finally, let's let's sort of get to this challenge. Uh, TJ gets uh, TJ walks everybody in, and we see this big uh, steel structure with uh, a bunch of uh, raw stakes hanging for, off of ropes. And uh, TJ basically explains like, "Hey, this is a purge challenge, and whichever team does the worst is going to be sent right to the redemption house." while the winning team is going to get a major advantage uh, to screw over another team in a future challenge. What did you think of this challenge overall, McKay? So I think this is the first challenge that I can remember, at least, that involved sharks since the very first season of Fresh Meat. Oh, like, we like the theme of it? Yeah. yeah like the theme with the sharks. And I know that barely anybody tried to complete that shark challenge and then see everyone act like... You can just see how far like the challenge has come. Like every literally everybody went for it, regardless of the sharks not down there. So I thought that was it's just crazy to see like the evolution of the challenge like come like that, you know? No, it was a, it's a good looking challenge. Unfortunately, very few a lot of teams were struggling with it. Oh yeah. I think about half the teams uh fell on the very first rung, but hey, that was enough to not send them to the redemption house. Exactly. And I think it would have just came down to time, but you know, C T and Veronica were just so god awful that yeah and i believe let, if... let, me, let me correct myself veronica was just so god awful that <laughs> she eliminated the team basically yep uh and and they go pretty early on i think they they go in like the second heat of the challenge and then as the challenge goes on ct ct just has to keep seeing teams get to the first r- rope over and over and over and he basically knows like by the second or third heat after he does it that he's pretty much done that this is it for him. Now, what do you think his chances are right now in the redemption house, though? Because the only other team he's actually has to be worried about at this point is Natalie and Polly. You see, I think that's an interesting dynamic. I think the fact that it's both a guy and girl team, a guy girl team, I think it's going to make it a much more equal playing field on the challenge. So I don't think either of them is going to have to be worried about getting screwed by an equalizer. Um, but I think it kind of depends on what kind of the challenge is. Like if it's kind of what we saw last time where basically it just kind of comes down to like an individual aspect, like the girls getting a hammer out of a wall. I personally think Natalie is going to be able to beat, uh, 
Veronica in that sort of competition. But on the other hand, if it's like a a competition where like the team like they're supposed to work together, or it's like a physical challenge, and like uh, CT has to go like head on against Polly, and then Natalie is head on against Veronica. I think that CT and Veronica would have in that scenario. And if it's a puzzle, then I think CT and Veronica would have it as well. So I would say, I think. CT and Veronica, as of right now, and that depends on who comes in next, have a have probably the best shot of coming back into the game. And how many people? Okay, this is just a random question, but how many people do you think they're gonna fill up in that redemption house before we have another redemption challenge? Well, the, the way that I mean, they're gonna have to do the. I'm gonna guess that each. I'm assuming at least that each time that uh they're gonna have like a redemption challenge, it's gonna rely on the double cross, and that each of the teams is gonna have to pull the double cross like they did last time. So. I'm going to have to assume that it's at least four teams that they're going to have to have each time in order to do that. But if you have like, if you require like four teams to be eliminated each time and then someone comes back, that's just, it's like three to four teams returning over the entire season. So I don't know. I think this time it should have at least be like five or six before they do that. But I'm not, ex- I'm not sure how they're going to do it. And also with like these, these mercenary teams as well, like they really can't afford to do these men so many redemption challenges because or else it's just gonna make the season go on forever yeah i i already have a feeling that this season's gonna drag a little bit because but the one thing i do kind of like is like they at least one person has been eliminated each episode so far so we are like at least getting rid of teams and i suppose um i'm not gonna lie during that first um the very first double cross i was actually expecting them to like actually start bringing the mercenaries already at that point so i was just like oh okay but then, obviously, nothing happened because I basically least expected comes back to the house. Yeah, but I'm curious to see what's like. What's the next step in like Redemption House is going to be like? I don't know. Maybe they're going to end up using those mercenary teams for for the Redemption. I don't know what's going to happen personally, but uh, it's definitely going to be interesting how their how production is going to structure it, or else it's going to just be a season that really, really drags on and is going to be really hard to to watch because you're going to get a lot of cliffhangers and no teams getting eliminated. Yeah. That's why it's important to stay up to date every week. All right. Then after, uh, we, it's announced that, uh, or I guess let me touch on who wins. So, uh, ultimately the battle comes down. There's only like two teams fully that end up completing the challenge, which are of course the two big guy guy teams, which are, uh, bananas and Tony and then Brad and Kyle. And again, Brad and Kyle come out as the winners of this challenge, which I don't know what you thought, McKay, but I don't I didn't think it was the smartest move to try to win. Like they're already insanely big car- targets. I don't think it was a smart idea for them to go out and try to win another one like that. Um I mean, I guess it was the pride that got in the way with them because you know Brad and Kyle, both as competitors, like they gotta win all of it. Um, I'm not sure exactly who their alliance is in the house, mainly because not because Kara definitely Kara and Marie don't like Brad or Kyle at this point. Yeah, and I mean, I'm gonna it, guess it's like the, the, the Zach. Only way to keep yourself safe in the game is to win, though. So I think they they're aware of that and like they're just trying to like keep their butts saved, basically. That's true, and I I maybe they're gonna be lucky because the way the voting works, like. They're, Brad and Kyle, if they're voting into elimination, hypothetically, they're going to be the ones that get to choose who they get to face. So maybe teams yeah. are going to be afraid of voting for those two guys as a result yeah. of that. So maybe that's going to benefit them. Exactly. 
All right, then ultimately uh, we see uh, CT and Veronica get sent to the Redemption House. You can tell the moments uh, they walk in that CT is just absolutely pissed to be there and like has absolutely nothing he wants to do with Veronica. I wouldn't either if my partner ended up being the one like causing us the game. Yeah, it's weird, and especially the sort of the ironic fact that they're w- they're with another team where the w- the the female uh, partner also sort of messed up, and yet it's like the complete opposite where the guys they're supporting them and wanting to get back in the house with them, as opposed to where CT and Veronica just have like this very sour relationship now, and even if they do want to get back th- back in, they might not work together to the best of their abilities. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's just a interesting dynamic to put in the house, basically. And, like, it's just kind of like get your popcorn ready, like, what's going to happen next. No, I think it's going to be fun to watch. I think the Redemption House is going to be – I was definitely bummed out of, of how much time they spent on the Redemption House uh, in these first yeah, few episodes. a lot of time on the Redemption House. Yeah, but all, in hindsight, we we realized why they did it because the Chuck and Brittany aspect was sort of important to the whole narrative of of it all. But with some of these more interesting teams coming in, I'm hoping we're going to get some uh, good little bit of drama whenever we get these Redemption House segments. Yeah, um, I remember, I think it was Battle of the X's 2, where they literally did all that stuff, like, on online. Yeah. Like, they literally did all those clips, they did eliminations, and all that stuff online, and then it just show up on the TV, like, when it was time. So I don't know if they want to, if you'd want to revert back to that, or how you like the format as it is right now. I think, I think we still got to see it all play out. Like it's definitely a different, different structure than any other season, but we'll see how it is by the end of it. It could still be a very good season overall because there's going to be a lot of drama that's brought because of it. But I think that's still to be determined. But right now I think it it definitely still has some skanks to work out. Yeah. All right, then uh, let's see. And Oh yeah, of course. And then finally, we end this uh, this episode. I thought the way they structured this episode was kind of strange. Like I expected that they were going to end with CT and Veronica going to the Redemption House, but instead, we get this big bar segment afterwards that you usually see at the beginning of each episode. Uh, and the main aspects of it are that we see um, this good little bit of a uh, drama between Kaylee and Nelson, where wherever Kaylee, uh, Nelson is talking to Faith or some other girl, uh, Kaylee is uh, definitely jealous. Uh, and then, yeah, and then we see, like, Tori and Bananas talking about the Brad and Brittany aspect and how they do think that Brad and Brittany probably did end up hooking up with one another. But, uh, yeah, what do you think of that segment overall? Okay, I, honestly, my true opinion, I don't like Kaylee. She seems so wishy-washy about, like, how she feels. Like, if you remember on um, the Vendetta's, um, the, uh, the reunion show, she said she couldn't give a damn about Nelson. Like, yep. It was whatever. But here she is this season. Oh, I like Nelson and Nelson makes me talk. <laughs> and it's just like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, did you not just bash him on like TV last year? And like, also he came to visit her at some point too. And she literally kicked him out. So I don't know what she's trying to do or what she's trying to prove this season, but I feel like she's being very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Just she's being a player, basically. I think she's literally using him only for the game and for the camera and TV time. Like, I don't know how Nelson feels about it or if they have some mutual agreement that they were going to, like, be butt buddies and, like, (laughs) have this romance. But I don't know. It's getting very confusing. And 
if I was Natalie, I'd go back at her and totally call her on Twitter. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, that's another thing to talk about on its own. But yeah, personally, I'll I'll give a little bit of a hot take. I think that uh, Nelson and Natalie, uh, Blend, not Nelson, and Natalie, Nelson and Kaylee, they do both like each other. I just think that Kaylee's trying to play a little hard to get in order to like get Nelson to like go for her only. Like he doesn't want, she doesn't want to see Nelson talking with any other girls so she's just trying to play hard to get and is trying to wrap nelson around her finger in order to do what she wants she's uh like um like simone says she's got the power of the jj to sway sway this is true uh yeah and we know nelson that is nelson's kryptonite of course all right mckay so we basically covered both these episodes uh do you want to give a little uh power rankings your little power rank chart overall of how you view each of these teams, how you view the 10 teams that are in the game, and then how you view these uh, two teams that aren't. All right, so I don't know. As of now, um, the way that we did our little draft thing earlier before, um, at, at the pre-show, pretty much, um, I still see, I do see a shift in, like, the power of, like, the teams at the moment. Like, right now, I honestly wouldn't know who... Um, Honestly, I would put Banana and Tony. Bananas and Tony, obviously, at the top in this ranking because obviously, or yeah, Bananas, Tony, Even Brad, over, and Kyle. You think you put you put Bananas and Tony first, and then Brad and Kyle second? Why would you do that? Because I mean, yeah, they've been very silent so far, and we don't really know where Tony and Bananas are wrapped up in I this feel, game. But I feel like Bananas and Tony are kind of holding back a little bit because I don't think they want that kind of power, but they're also in with Brad and Kyle. Which is, I think they just had this giant power veterans alliance going on right now. Yeah, and that's basically what they're using to coast. Yeah, personally, if, if I, you think about it, oh, go have ahead. you has, has bananas and um, Tony ever been squirming or like you like don't vote for me or anything like that? Like no, like they're just, just sitting pretty right now. So that's I true. Think there's a thing going on. To be honest, if I was Bananas and Tony, after seeing Brad and Kyle win these first two challenges, if I were Bananas and Tony, I would just like try to finish near the top of the list, but I would never try to win first. Like I would let Brad and Kyle print them, uh, make themselves the, the biggest target of the game so that other teams target them first, even if maybe they're not as big competitors as Bananas and Tony. But I think Bananas and Tony, they need to be trying to make their target as small as they can because the moment Brad and Kyle are out of this game or uh, – or they're taken out. I think Tony and Bananas are going to be the main house target for the rest of the season. Absolutely. And let's see. And Behind them, I, put, I probably put Amanda. Well, Amanda has really been unimpressive this season. I just see her. Yeah, she's been very quiet. Very quiet. Yeah. Other the than only the thing Joss she's thing. Doing is making googly eyes at Joss. Yep. And Joss and Celia ain't doing too hot either right now. And it's just like those are like the two teams like I thought would like excel at this challenge, but. Clearly not. Um, their vendettas are probably getting in between uh, them. So, um, I put them near lower. Who do I put? I put Tori and Derek in the very bottom of this list because they've done nothing. And Tori is right. Like they do. They honestly look like the lay layout team at the moment. Like they haven't proven themselves. They haven't shown anybody anything that what they could do. And Derek has obviously been sucking so bad. So. That's true. I'm. I would still. I would probably now, since they're in the house, I would probably still keep Davon, Davon and Jose. I'm still not a hundred percent confident in their abilities. Yes, they are trying to make allies like Angela and Faith, but ultimately, I think if like 
uh, a bunch of all like we have a vote in, and all these teams need to vote in a team that they're willing to face off in an elimination. I think, I mean, it's definitely possible they could vert, they could vote in Faith and Angela, but I still think Davon and Jose are the most likely ones to be voted in, especially because they are the ones that were already at the Redemption House. So why don't we just vote them back uh, and get them back there? So I'm still gonna probably say Davon and Jose are at the bottom of the list for me. I think I think as you said, I think Tori and Derek are still near the bottom as well. And I know a lot of people are high on them just because of Kara, but I would probably still put Kara and Marie. Uh, Kara oh, Marie. And, Marie uh, is like a sack of potatoes. Like, Yeah. I will say Marie does play a better better social game. Like She wants to play better politically and make inroads with the house. But unfortunately, Kara is always going to go sort of against the house and do what she, she values over what the house wants. Yeah. Uh, and I think those two working against each other just aren't going to allow them to go far in the game. Yeah. Let's see, and then who else? We got like Cam and Kaylee. I think they're sort of in the middle. Like they're not great competitors, no, but here, but they're like one step above it. Yeah, I don't. I still don't see Kaylee as a threat at all. I do see Killer Cam as like a strong competitor. Okay, let uh, let me get point at my grievances with you. Do you did you uh hear that line where she said like, man, my elimination record is like my GPA four O baby, and like. And like after seeing, like I just like I'll put four zero with an asterisk next to it. Like she still lost to Brooke Hogan. She lost to a star. I'm sorry. I feel like people don't try as hard on that show though, so I feel like it shouldn't count. You like, still no? I'm not. No, she. Does, I'm not giving her that. It's for charity. She's probably not make making as much money. She probably didn't care. She's probably told to lose to the star. Because, you know, production has to keep those numbers kind of even. Hey, a killer still wants to win all the competitions she can. And, I no, I'm not giving her that. I think Brooke Hogan... I don't consider any battles against stars to count. Like, I think it, up, here's like, the thing. I'll say if you if you beat the stars and like you win champs and stars, I don't think that counts. But I think if you lose to them, I definitely think that should count against you in some way. Like... Like, come on, a star of all people, she lost to a star. Uh, maybe she had cramps that day, I don't know. I guess, I don't know. All right, but then I guess you got, and then people like Nelson and Shane and then, like, Zach and Amanda, I'd say, are, like, near the bottom of the top. Like, they're still probably going to get far, but I don't think they're going to win. I think what Nelson and Shane are an interesting duo, but, you know, I don't know. Well, I don't know, I just... I feel like they have something up their sleeve that they're gonna use to their advantage. I don't know. I don't know um, what it is, though, but like I can see them doing some pretty good damage in the house. You know, sneaky snake Shane. Sneaky shake. Yes, yeah, Shane is very sneaky, and his <laughs> like we've seen, like his mouth is against these big players. It's kind of cost him his game. So I'm hoping he can try to dial it down a bit and not like talk crap against like people like Bananas and Tony. Which we saw that big altercation a couple episodes ago where. Uh, Shane and Shane goes around to bananas and says like, Hey, did you vote for me? This is the only way the numbers make sense, which I was like, Shane, if you know this, why are you confronting bananas about it? Confronting him is not going to win you any favors. I think he should have just kept that information for himself, but instead goes to bananas and probably pisses him off in a way. I think Shane was trying to get a rise out of bananas. Cause you know what they say? Like if you cause drama or like, if you're like a drama starter or, cause some sort of big ruckus like the night before elimination you're probably gonna go in i guess but this was like after the elimination this was like after paulie natalie were already eliminated i just don't know why he was like trying to go back like he knew that tony and bananas had to have voted for him but i just didn't think it made sense to confront them with the information that they knew yeah i i thought i did think that was funny though 
it was funny. I will say Shane brings a lot of drama. If he brought as much strategy as he brought drama to the show, I think he'd be very good at this game. Yeah, absolutely. All right, and yeah, and then in terms of the Redemption House teams, do you, do you, I I I'll say I see Z Team Veronica as the better contenders. But what about you? Do you think C Team Veronica or Polly and Natalie have a better shot? I don't know. So Veronica, her last elimination win was on Dirty Thirty, which she did win. She was never eliminated from Dirty Thirty. She was also never technically eliminated from, or she never lost technically in in Vendetta um, Z. I'll suppose, I, uh, yeah, that's true. So. Maybe there's something there for Veronica. <clears throat> but then if you think about before that, her showing on the season before that she was on, which was the ruins, was god awful. So it's Well that was of... I'm not even gonna count that because that's so long ago, but yeah, we need Veronica to step it up a bit. But I do see something because she also has CT. Think about it, CT's a beast. He yeah. can easily pick up Polly. And then Natalie's a loser. She hasn't won anything yet. I agree. But the thing, like I said, I I think ultimately just comes down to the type of challenge we get. Because if we saw, like, that, like, ice hammer elimination, I think that Natalie's going to get it out before Veronica. I could be wrong. But I think that's going to be a big part is how the elimination is structured and how much part Veronica has to play. Because I think CT could easily carry them a victory if it's something that they both have to do together. But if it's an individual sort of thing, then I think those two might be in a little bit of trouble. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, I think that about covers uh, these last few episodes. Uh, any final thoughts, McKay? What you what you're expecting out of the rest of the season? Um, I don't know. I just know new episodes tomorrow. Oh, also, new season of Are You the One is starting on Wednesday. I don't know if you watched that, but I, I might be. I, I might be getting into it. Are you going to be watching this season? Absolutely. We could be seeing the next challenge start on the show, so we could keep a lookout. You're right. That. Yeah. Like, are you the one in I'm watching Big Brother? So, yeah, there's definitely a chance we could see some uh, possible challengers uh, coming out of these. I didn't expect they were going to bring back Are You the One, but I might finally tune in for tune in for once. Also, I heard they're starting to film the next season of the challenge, season 33, that is. That's coming. I think they're leaving like in October or something. They start filming that. So, did you do you think they uh, filmed another Champs and Stars between that? Oh, absolutely. That, yeah, they they actually like increase the production, like the like how it like is um, produced. So I I've been giving more like time and effort to watching those seasons. Yeah, definitely. Over this last season, we saw a big increase in the production effort, and I think the fact and that the they're stars- just too i think yeah i th- no, i think yeah. this is a great i would find love to see a season where we actually see a star end up taking home like i was rooting for i will admit it, i was very big advocate of casper and louise and i was really hoping they would take it home and i'm hoping that we might be able to see like a casper or a louise or like a booby or someone like that return because i really enjoyed this last season like i i like louise like hands down no matter what she liked one of my Instagram photos. Um, but I do not like Casper at all. He just seemed like a complete jackass. Yeah, I understand. He's not everyone's cup of tea, but he was very entertaining to watch. And I think there's a good chance he's going to go into a lot of those eliminations if they end up bringing him back. And who was it that said it? I, I think it was Tony. He was like, what are you What are you known for, being Jennifer Lopez's husband? Yeah. <laughs> Poor Casper. It's always going to be his big thing is that he just dated Jennifer Lopez. Yeah. But yeah, all right. I think that about does it. Any final thoughts, McKay? Can't wait for tomorrow the challenge. What yep. time is on? Uh, say that again. What time is the challenge on tomorrow? 
Uh, I don't know, eight or, eight or nine. I recorded. I, I, I try to watch it live, but I don't always. I watch my episodes, honestly. Yeah, I don't always get around to it, but I think it's, I think it's usually on at nine. But I, I could be wrong, so don't come at me if I'm wrong about that. Uh, and yeah, also there's gonna be a, I know Challenge Mania and some other like, there's all gonna be some big like challenge events, uh, sort of in like New Jersey and like DC and the New York area. So I'm definitely gonna try to make my way out to some. Maybe I'll be able to. Be a little lucky and ask a couple of questions. Uh, get them on the podcast, which would be nice. Uh, and yeah, I'm going to do my best. Sweet. All right, man. Thanks again for being able to talk to me uh, late on a Monday night. Oh, yeah. Are we still recording? Oh, yeah. We're still recording. Yeah, I'm going to hang uh, it up in a few. Okay. All right. But anyways, uh, hang it up for Ryan's Reality Podcast. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.